Okay, so we just completed three game weeks since our last recording, which was two weeks ago. We got through our first midweek Premier League fixtures as well. And uh, yeah, now we're recording for another three more fixtures coming up because we have an, a midweek fixture happening next week as well. This is the time we're starting to hear about all of these COVID outbreaks that are taking place as well. So we've spoken about this before. Make sure that you have a strong bench available. But a lot has happened over the last three weeks. We can see, you know, um, the, the, the template is changing a little bit. A lot, there, are, there are new players that are in fashion now as well. And so, Greg, yeah, how has your three game weeks gone since we last spoke? Hey, Cloud. Yeah, uh, look, it's been... Uh, I haven't really made much progress. I think uh, I've actually dropped slightly in rank, um, but I was hovering around the the, the sixteen hundred mark, um, and I think I'm on one thousand eight hundred or one thousand nine hundred somewhere around there as an overall rank. Yeah, you got rich so, people's problems there with those <laughs> ranks, but yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I've pretty much had yeah, pretty much flat, slightly up, slightly down, slightly up, and then yeah. Yeah. So I got dusted two weeks in a row. Game week 13 and game week 14 were horrendous for me. I went from like the early 200,000s right down to 400 within the space of two weeks. And uh, this past game week, I managed to move from like 460 to 430 or something like that over there. So it's been, again, you know, I suppose similar to you is not after falling back so badly very little progress on this last game week as well and one of the reasons that uh, that's uh, why i think so is because when you get in a new player these days seemingly and they are so-called differential in your team the the template seems to catch up so quickly within two or three game weeks they're no longer differentials if anything they become rank shields or even spies you know when you look at the fpl game week website you know Mm. and uh so yeah, I think uh, that's one of that's motivation for me to make sure that I look at those models that you produce because I need to make sure that I get onto these differentials early because I think one of the reasons is I can it's probably only two or three players every week that I can rely on to really boost my ranking. The rest of them are all just um, you know they're basically dead players in my team. Yeah, they're, they're almost protection um yeah you know you they, they're guys that you have to have you can't you can't go without but at the same time you need those two three four players that's uh that are differentials but also differentials because not because you're just picking them for the sake of being differentials but because you believe they're the the best picks they can actually score yes and, and, yeah. and i think that's the difference it's like I, I can use a few examples from this uh, this season ben Shilwell was like seven percent owned going into game week eight within weeks he was like 12 13 four. i think within one game week he went up to like 13 percent ownership after the norwich game uh Raul jimenez i got him in like at six percent ownership and then he just shot up and there's a few others like that as well where it's almost like you if you're an early adopter great you know you you get the early points but then after that over there they it's, it's worth nothing to you anymore so yeah i think uh this is a season where um, you need to, to, to really keep an eye out for these potential differential picks and get onto them early because, yeah, uh, when I look at teams on social media as well, 
most of it has like the same eight players or so look twitter especially is not a great indication because there's just such a, a small subset of people and it's always also a lot of group thinking on there as well you know but yeah. uh, uh i i still do believe that especially with with uh, if you look at the top 10k top 20k uh, I, I mean the even in in my where my rank is at the moment i think i probably had like two or three players with stars next to the names and I mean, I, I really don't want to go into a game week relying on Adam Armstrong to get me points, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, c- can you believe my stars last week were Gundogan, Foden and Wilson? I mean, well, when, when it's working for you, it's just working for you, right? <laughs> but, I, but I mean, I reckon those are like, you know, in my model, those are three of the top players in the entire, in, 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 in all the players that you can select from. And there, there they were as differentials. I couldn't believe my eyes when I opened up the page. No, definitely. And I, I must admit, when I saw you had Foden and Gundogan in your team, man, I, I felt a bit of jealousy there as well. <laughs> because it's like, just because of the fact that I would have loved to get, okay, well, I had Foden in a few weeks ago, but then he got injured and, you know, he was, he missed a few games or he played half of, you know, one of the games as well. So, look, understandably, a few of us transferred him out, but, um, like, I've always had other transfers to do, which is why I couldn't get one of those city midfielders back in, if that makes sense, you know. So, uh, I mean, I, I I, I really want some of these differentials in my team because, Right now, I can think of like Salah is a dead player in in the game. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jota, James, Cancelo, you know, all of those guys over there. They they they're not helping at all at the moment. Mm. Yeah, but you so, can't afford not to have them. But That's, you can't afford not to have <laughs> yeah. them. I mean, I, I don't want to bet against those players, but <laughs> it's it's my fringe players that I need to kind of get right now. I suppose. Yeah. Well, we, we've got some good differentials to chat about. Um, nice. I've got nice. A, I've got some some juicy ones on the list, and I think uh, possibly one or two that that I haven't seen mentioned anywhere. Um, so yeah, let's uh, maybe we go through the team, and then we can start talking about those those juicy ones that that may or may not be in there. Right. Brilliant. So what formation we? So right now, obviously, we're doing game week 16, 17, and 18, like a combined type of dream team, right? Because yeah. the turnaround times are so quick between the games that we're really not going to be able to record one uh, one episode every week and make those deadlines, right? So yeah, what, what formation do you think is the best one during that um, during these three game weeks? Well, I actually ran the model. Um, for, for 10 weeks essentially with with transfers so this would be the team that you'd select and then be able to make a tra- your sort of standard transfer every week um, okay. and yeah the model liked a, a 4-4-2 interesting yeah. so right now I'm gonna play this guessing game again which we always do <laughs> but the the defense right yeah so it's going to be Trent in there we're gonna have Cancelo and now we don't have Chilwell anymore because he's injured, so we're definitely going to have James, right? So who's the, 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 the next one, Alonso? So you, you are 100% right all the way up to Alonso. Um, Alonso, look, Alonso is a bit of an injury doubt at the moment. We, he's, he had some back, back issues. He should be fine for the weekend, but I think there's also a, seems to be some slight doubt as to whether he's going to be nailed on and playing every game there's been a lot of talk about uh, possible rotation and 
I, I didn't really buy into it, uh, but he hasn't had the best couple games. Um, I don't and, know if you've watched any of the Chelsea. Yeah, it's almost like the Chelsea's current run of form is coincided with Chilwell getting injured. Exactly, and and Alonso hasn't just hasn't looked fantastic, um, which is unfortunate because I mean I, I was so so excited to get him into my team and. You know, especially after the first seven game weeks where I was kicking myself that, that I didn't have him in from the beginning. And, and he's one of my differentials at the moment as well. So yeah. it's it was like, I'm kind of like hoping he does well. Or if like to get a goalless draw because, you know, you're going up against us in the title race as well. You know, so I can deal with that. Or a score draw where Alonso gets the goal or something <laughs> like that over there. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, no, it hasn't worked out great so far. And the other interesting thing is like, you know, what are the chances where like three game weeks in a row now where Liverpool are the only ones who have kept a clean sheet during that run or two clean sheets? Chelsea, nothing. City, nothing, if I remember mm. correctly. So, well, it, it, that was really surprising because, I mean, that that defense looks star-studded. And uh, especially for us who have so many of them as well. Wow, it's, it's, it's just been quite... Uh, that's, that's why our scores are so low. Yeah, I, I think we got a little bit spoiled in the beginning of the season because <laughs> you've, you've got to re- you've got to remember even like the best possible fixtures that you can have, um, you know, clean sheet percentages they range from you know if if you're looking at like City and Chelsea playing the weakest teams, you're lucky if it's between fifty and sixty percent. So even though it's these you've got these amazing fixtures, the clean sheets only will only happen half the time. Um, and we've just seemed to be having clean sheets after clean sheet, the, you know, as we've been going. So I think it's it's sort of catching up that clean sheets actually aren't so easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the attacking potential of those guys is just, you know, it's too good not to. And I suppose that's why we have them in there anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, well, so there's a yeah. storm happening behind me, by the <laughs> way. I, I'm, I'm I'm sure you know. So. If anybody's listening and wondering well, what the hell's going on, there's, there's a thunderstorm behind, you know, outside at the moment. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not banging anything in anger at the moment, right? So, ooh, yeah. so who was that last defender, by the way? Did I did did you say it? Uh, I, I didn't get it. No. So, so the last ones are actually. So instead of Alonso, the 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 model actually prefers Rudiger now, just because more nailed on okay, and and, and also yeah. Rudiger's been pretty decent when it comes to attacking potential this season yeah and he, he's playing box to box <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> box to box defender wow <laughs> who would have thought uh, yeah look rudiger has been also an interesting one again i know he's has the potential to go big but at the moment it's like when i'm transferring players in like that over there i just feel so uninspired because i know they're not contributing anything in terms of you know uh, being giving me that uh, offering me possible big gains you know so yeah but look it's it's a it's it's not a defense that i want to bet again uh, a bet against anyway no. so yeah and look alonso makes the bench so he, he makes up the fifth defender on the bench so you can see the clear like the chelsea defense is still hugely favored yeah um, they, they still al- on top yeah along with city i mean I, we didn't mention in goals of course uh uh, Edison from from City, so oh, yes, and he was our our dream team pick last week as well. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, it's it, basically the model's just going for um, solid picks at the back who who are going to play consistently. It loves the three Chelsea players that, and then it even goes with two City players over over picking some of their midfielders. 
Wow, that's interesting because there's a few uh, City midfield options emerging now as well. Yeah. We, we saw one particular bandwagon now with Bernardo Silva, whose ownership has gone from like 13% right up to 20% within the space of like three days over last weekend. So that, that, that was quite impressive, but it just shows how quickly a bandwagon. And that was exactly what I was speaking about in terms of the, you know, I was talking about two or three game weeks in terms of the template catching up. Yeah, it caught up with you within one game week. So yeah, that, that, that's quite interesting. So yeah, look, uh, I, I don't think there's any surprises with the, in, in terms of the, the, the defensive or the goalkeeping picks over there as well, because if you look at those teams, they're still b- by far the best in terms of uh, expected goals conceded. And, um, uh, you know, it's well, actually now come to think of it in terms of XGC, Crystal Palace has just um, overtaken uh, um, Chelsea this past weekend. So they, they are now third. But just marginally ahead in terms of uh, expected goals conceded, they're the third lowest now. But City are still number one, only 9.59 expected goals conceded, and they've conceded nine. So it's not like they're over underperforming, it's on par in terms of defensive performances. So they're producing by far the best numbers in terms of that, I suppose. Now, obviously not attacking numbers, but defensive numbers. So it's it's yeah. interesting you interesting you mentioned Crystal Palace because wh- one of the the spicy differential picks that I that I was going to bring up later is is actually uh, I'm not sure how you how you pronounce it but Mark uh, Gui um, yeah uh, the defender yes, uh, Gui yeah yeah, yeah. I've seen, so he's interesting and and he's 4.5 million as well if he's, I remember correctly he's 4.5 million and he's he's right up there in the model at the moment and uh, he's by far the cheapest. Uh, the, the best cheap defensive option is there's nothing nothing below premium price when it comes to defenders uh he's right top of the list so um i think and i you know i haven't seen him mentioned anywhere else to be honest i think he's certainly one to keep it your eye on he seems to be getting attacking returns clean sheets um you know he's scored uh how many goals he scored two goals already this season um i think he's for sure someone that's uh that you should be considering bringing in um, if, if you're looking if you if you're looking for a cheaper defensive option certainly better than than a Livermento or a Duffy or any of those guys that are in similar similar price brackets at the moment now you you're speaking about this guy and funny enough Gray comes from Chelsea as well another player who comes from Chelsea <laughs> and now playing for Brighton is Tariq Lamptey now yes. he's one he's very exciting we you know he's always so far up in terms of way he's positioning and so on and they fifth for expected goals conceded they've had a poor run of form recently anyway but we're hoping hoping for some type of normalization but brighton are hit with COVID at the moment as well now uh do but where does Lamptey fit in because i see Lamptey. it's like Lamptey. once he got fit people didn't hesitate they like jumped onto him immediately but like you're saying the model doesn't back that up so where, where does yeah. Lamptey fit in in those rankings so, so Lamptey's stats are pretty good but the the big thing hurting him in the model is just his his game time at the moment right, so see. his sort of expected start at the moment is only about 80 percent um, you know he's 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 making a lot of sub appearances and which is 
probably the worst thing for for an FT, FPL team when you've got a player is to a player that comes off the bench and actually and actually plays. Um, whereas a player that that gets benched and stays there is far better for your for your FPL team. Yeah, yeah, you don't get um, these one pointers happening in there. Exactly, and you get to use your bench, which I think which we spoke about how important that is over over this period. Um, so because of that, he, his numbers have actually been hurt quite a bit. So he, he's he's way down, not even in the top 100 at the moment. Uh, but wow, I think okay. mostly based on on that expected start. And I think until he's foot, fully fit and playing consistently without any rests and any appearances off the bench i don't think that's that's likely to change okay interesting and now for our midfielder so let's just rule salah out we know we're not going to talk about <laughs> him he's going to be there but put the armband on him and just um, move on. On him. right so 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 nothing changes over there right so you said four four two so you've got three more to go so which is yes. the other three so the, the the other two obvious ones jota at the moment with uh, with feminia art um, yeah his stats have actually uh, slightly overtaken Mane's um, to the point that, uh, that the model prefers him uh, in, in the near term. Yeah, well, and how he didn't score against Wolves the other day, we, uh, I, I still, I, I'll never understand that. But anyway, we that's got, it's got to be the worst, <laughs> got to be the worst miss I've ever seen because, you know, these guys that have these tap ins on the line, at least there's still some difficulty of actually just like controlling the ball yeah. whereas all he, all he had to do was literally just pick his spot and <laughs> and he couldn't do it, it maybe was, it that's what it is when you have time yeah. to think you know too sometimes much time. you just need instinct yeah yeah okay so so, so yeah Jota um Gundogan from from uh, City he's got by far the best uh, stats of any City player surprisingly and uh his game time is is a lot more assured than a guy like Foden um so yeah, I think it's um, certainly Gundogan is is the city is actually the number one city guy to to have in the right. So so let's talk about this more now because I yeah. spoke about the banana bandwagon just now, right? So we we can see that everybody look. I understand that Bernardo has been putting up actual numbers. I don't doubt that over there, but still i mean uh, the the question is now how long can bernardo sustain th- that level of output with those numbers yeah for, for me it's not sustainable his his uh, his numbers compared to foden uh, grealish or um or gundogan are just they're just nowhere close um so f- for me i think it's you know you, you call it the the you may as well call it the banana bandwagon because i don't see it lasting um it, it, it may continue to surprise us but when you actually look deep down at the numbers and 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 what the expected uh, uh the xg xgr involvement is for all of these players he, he's right at the bottom of the list um so at the moment he's the one converting those chances but i think that's that's just variance more than anything else yeah, exactly. I, I, I still, you know, whenever I've seen Bernardo Silva, I think he's an amazing player, but I've never been convinced about him as an FPL asset because it's like he's one of those players I feel like he's capable of maybe getting like a purple patch, but after that over there, it's like it go it goes dead and then, you know, he's he'll get you two points or three points or whatever, and he might not even be playing soon. You know he'll have a chance. You know he's turned to be out of the team for a little bit of time as well. 
I don't know if that will happen, but you know, it's city now, right? But yeah, so that's why I find your, your, your choice here in the dream team quite an interesting one. And for me, the big thing is, is a differential. And I won't stop talking about that there because that's a big thing for me right now. I'm tired of having my players score me like 50 or 60 points and I'm getting a gray dot basically, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and, so yeah. So yeah, moving on, and then the the player that's really, uh, I mean, gone from sort of mid mid model to all the way to the top ten, uh, is actually in eighth place overall now. Is uh, Bowen from West Ham? So he makes up the the fourth midfield spot, and for me, it's six point four million. He's got to be the, the the next differential for sure to jump on. Uh, his ownership, I think, is is below five percent. I think it's yes, around it four, is. four it percent is. or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and it's 4.2 percent fantastic fixtures coming up amazing numbers he's producing you know i'd say this is the guy if, if you're looking for any transfer this week this should be the guy that should be the top of your list well that, that, that's an amazing pick as well because yeah I, I was just looking at a few players you know and uh, he he was one of them i was looking at obviously gundawan foden and uh, there, there's one or two other names popping up as well. Like you, you mentioned Mason Mount. I think he was in our dream team last week. But he, he's, you know, there's a, there's a few players knocking about there in that similar price bracket that I was looking at. And mm-hmm. and, and Bowen was the one looking at those fixtures that that are coming up for for West Ham now as well. He's really, really one that I, I think that you know. Um, especially at that price, he's worth it as a punt as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, West Ham's fixtures pretty much for the next 10. They don't have a tough game. Um, so I would I would be very, very happy to have a guy, especially over this period when there's so much rotation. And he's scoring can, in, the, in, the, in the tough games as well. Yeah, Liverpool, I mean, he, Chelsea, so. he, he can score massive points for you and he costs 6 million. I mean, it's just it's just an absolute no-brainer. Strengthen that squad of yours. I mean, I'm, I'm t- this week I'm, I'm most likely taking Brownhill out and bringing Bowen in. I mean, what a dream transfer. It just strengthens wow. my whole squad yeah. completely. From bench fodder to, uh, yeah. to, 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 to a starting 11 point scorer. That's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and then two strikers. Who are they? Two strikers are the two guys that perhaps some of you would, would, uh, would sort of expect, but obviously Cristiano Ronaldo with his. Uh, you know, we always we've been speaking about it probably the whole season. Yeah. Um, the yeah. game week sixteen, Man United fixture fixture we swing. We finally got you, actually. And we, so. we finally got you, and it feels a bit weird because United have been so bad that people stopped talking about it. Um, but I think uh, you know Ronaldo, he, he's he's shown that he can score points, and especially against these weaker teams, um, they've got a fantastic run for the next 10 it's just a question of w- whether you want to spend that kind of budget yeah for I, a player I, like him yeah you, you know like it's so tempting but because of the issue and and i suppose why just now we'll you know once we've done talking about the squad we'll, we'll speak a little bit about covid and stuff like that over there but uh, especially with the festive fixture run coming up now with, with the risk of rotation and the covid absences and 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 so on I just feel like it's so important to have a squad, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, a, a stronger squad. And that's why I'm struggling to figure out well fit in. Like, that's why I'm considering even getting rid of Son from my team, because I feel like I could spread that out over two positions and then have a stronger bench and a stronger starting 11 as well. Whereas right now, 
you know if if i if i have one or two of those absences then i'm relying on livermento and armstrong and i really don't want that to be the case and then i got uh, what's his name jacob ramsey as my third uh, my, my third ben, uh, bench option which again you know he's effectively bench fodder you know so um yeah yeah so uh but but look uh, still considering those fixtures of manchester united it's, it's so amazing over the next i think nine game weeks 10 game weeks where yeah something like ronaldo could really really be a, a points machine from now till then yeah i think i think he will score points but i think you know i, I have run obviously this the sim through the model that takes all of that into account and, and takes the you know ups the bench weighting a little bit for this for this festive period and, and the model doesn't choose ronaldo it, it goes for a much more balanced uh, and, and and stronger bench yeah and um i think that's just because with with so much you know so such a high likelihood of your your first or second bench player being used in a lot of these games that with ronaldo you just don't you're not you're going to have absolutely you know sort of bench fodder um sitting there waiting to come on and you i think i think it's going to be a much better play for your team overall to pick some of these cheaper West Ham players who are scoring huge, huge amounts of points, um, to rather than putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I'm leaning to as well. Look, I'm, I'm not again, you know, I'm not saying Ronaldo is not a good pick. I'm just trying to think of it in terms of uh, well, as okay, if I have like say Ronaldo, like you have Ronaldo and Brownhill versus a combination of. Gundogan and Bowen, which is more or less similar price, I would say. Um, yeah. Then, you know, you have to ask, who do you think is going to score more? And I think we know the answer to that, right? I mean, yes, Ronaldo will score a lot of points on his own, but mm. in 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 terms of combinations, naturally, you'll think a combination of uh, like Gundogan and Foden or Gundogan and even mount to bow and i think yeah you know mm. those guys are going to score more so yeah and then your last your last forward who's he so yeah the final forward is is jamie vardy you just can't uh, can't get rid of him he's he's continues he to he score <laughs> yeah continues yeah. to score big points uh, he's right up there in the model and uh, i think uh, Leicester haven't have looked terrible at the back um but they, they're I looking know, good. I can't the only, the scars of it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing, Schmeichel. <laughs> the only thing I will say is that um, this afternoon, the, obviously, there's been quite a bit of news on on Spurs assets and and COVID. Uh, I think there are like nine players and two coaches that have that have potentially tested positive for COVID, and the ramifications of that are that um, Spurs fixture this weekend is likely to get called off against Brighton. And uh, it's also just as likely that um, their game week 17 fixture will also be called off, and that's against Leicester. So if, if that's the case, then I wouldn't be bringing Vardy in, um, you know, because you just don't want to bring a player that, that potentially got a blank game week in, in two Next weeks' time. Week as well. yeah. And, yeah. And, and quite interesting about that is that Brighton also have about four, four, four or five players out with COVID as well. So if uh, it kind of makes sense now, Spurs playing Brighton this weekend, if it gets uh, called off, it might work out in favor of both teams anyway. So yeah, yeah, it would be quite interesting. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. So just avoid those players in general, I'd say. Um, and this is what can happen. As again, we must just remind you that this is what can happen over this festive period. Is that, you know, with this uh, Omicron uh, variant, you know, we could see some games getting cancelled and. Uh, 
You know, and, yeah, and you know what's huge. interesting about this now? You know, we spoke about it earlier in the season, and I told you, like, you know, it was actually during our first recording when you said you have the strategy of picking one team, one player per team for attack, and then treat defense separately, and yeah. that that works out so nice in these situations like where if you do have a game called off you don't have like your the whole heart of your team ripped out if that makes sense you know yeah. now it but if you look at our teams as like form dictated i suppose we started moving to double and triple on certain teams and so on and and now we we're also running the risk of of that happening to us as well where if that game gets called off you could potentially have three four even five players missing in in a game week yeah it's it's difficult this season just because the, the, the there there seems to be a lack of options into especially from the midfield like everything's coming from liverpool city you know united just aren't they don't have any options for us at the moment and uh um everyone else is just so far behind chelsea the problem with chelsea is all the, just the crazy rotation that they're having that even a guy like like mount is is playing less than less than four out of five games yeah um yeah. So it's very difficult to find these guys that, and and with the value in Chota and Gundogan and um, and I guess now some of the West Ham players, I think these these double ups. This might be the season where those those double ups are just you just sort of going to be forced into it. Yeah. But yeah. but COVID can definitely wreak some havoc, uh, some some sort of havoc to your team. Uh, you know, if there are some games called off. On the other hand, you know, considering that I was complaining about players who effectively are rank shield. If it do, if they do get called off, we all suffer together because it's so <laughs> yes. heavily templated. <laughs> so yeah. may, so exactly. maybe it's not such a bad, it's not such a high impact on our teams. Yeah. But if that is the case and you do have bench options, then that could effectively be what is your differential as well. So that's something for 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 all of us to think about as well. Mm. Yeah, you could find yourself making huge gains just with some with some, some decent players options, that come yeah. off the bench. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, so, and talking about the bench, um, you mentioned that Alonso was on the bench because that was my defensive pick, right? So yeah. who, who makes up the rest of the bench? So Antonio is obviously with the fixture swing. Fair enough, um, no surprises there, I suppose. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been quite shocking lately, but I think with the fi- new fixtures, I think he's one to certainly have there. Yeah. Um, Sun was, uh, it was a pick before the, the COVID news came out. So assuming the COVID news, then then I wouldn't go son. Yeah, he might and have to move out of my team anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. And lastly, was Ramsdale as the as the backup keeper. He's still the best uh, value keeper in terms of uh, in terms of second to to basically only the premium options. Interesting stuff. So uh, that, that sounds uh, that sounds amazing, man. Uh, it it looks like it definitely on paper it looks logically like the team that should go and get you 100 points per week but you yeah. know we've been getting 40 or 50 yeah. uh, on paper it looks it looks pretty pretty cool when you see all the team together you're like wow i wish i wish yeah. this could be my team and i'm killing it this week like yeah. when i saw my team last week and i saw okay three liverpool players worth versus wolves and then uh what was it was it two chelsea players versus watford who, who was it was palace and yeah. but either way, whatever it was, I'm I'm thinking, wow, I, I could be in for a big week over here, and it never came <laughs> throughout these whole three weeks. So, yeah, I suppose we should lower expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then now let's talk about some differentials uh, and which we uh, for that we'll put on our watch list because obviously, uh, 
you know you will want to make some transfers we've spoken about the likes of Gundogan, Foden and so on like okay Gundogan's in our dream team Foden mm. I suppose will be one to look out for if you want to make a transfer going into game week 17 or game week 18 he becomes an option uh, there's also like I say if, I mean I'm assuming you will most of us have Antonio so maybe Bowen will be the one that you want to do um, transfer to in, in one of those over there but uh, we were talking before um, we, we started recording and uh, you mentioned a few a few interesting names so you're gonna kick, kick kick that off with a few differential picks and possible transfers in yeah. sure I'm gonna start with the one that I just have to mention him because you know no one has him but he's just he's still in the top three of players and that's Sadio Mane if you've if you are stuck with someone like Son or Kane and you've got the funds and you don't have three Liverpool players, I, I, honestly, Mane is a really really good pick. So he's less than five percent owned and he's someone who could make you jump massively in rank if he has a yeah, good week. Yeah, because he's got like four percent so, ownership or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if if you've got if you've got if you were spending the funds on on a guy like Kane, trust me, Mane is a way better pick and and the numbers like Kane is nowhere close to his numbers interesting um, yeah well look we we knew that we I think we we yeah. fans we've spoken about it in fact <laughs> you know you you mentioned not having three Liverpool players and having the budget to go to a 12 million player that's basically a unicorn nobody has yeah it's, it's very moment. difficult very very <laughs> difficult that's why I said there are a lot of caveats to that but anyway um, yeah. uh, okay so in terms of other great differentials um, if you're not going to go Bowen, and or you just can't afford him, I think Pablo Fornals is is by far the next best. Uh, oh, how much is Pablo Fornals? He's six million, whereas Bowen is six point four. Oh, okay. I, I will, okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're just short, I think Fornals is for sure the the next best best option, and then uh, Josh King from Watford. Uh, if you're looking for a cheap forward. Um, King is is really showing good numbers as well. He's up there and he's 5.7 million. So you didn't mention Emmanuel Dennis and I'm assuming that's got to do with the fact that he's jumped from 5.3 to 5.7 within the space of a week and now he's like 20 or 30% owned or something like that. <laughs> well, it, it's, cra- it's crazy that he's the one who's getting bought because, uh, you know, maybe it's because he's the one who's been converting, but yeah. King's numbers are way better. He's on penalties. Um, King is the guy. Yeah, you know, go King, don't go Dennis. I think that would be my my biggest tip when it comes wow. to that. Yeah, especially when you start going against the like I suppose we did it with Bernardo just now. But when you start going against the player who's or betting against the player who's actually producing the the actual numbers, we're becoming controversial now, Greg. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following the stats, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, Ollie Watkins. Um, I brought him in last week. So, yeah, I yeah. think I think he's a still, you know, still going to be a fantastic pick. I think for sure someone that you should be should be looking Just at. Just not this week. He must calm down against Liverpool <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So just yeah, maybe put him on the back burner for next week. Um, yeah, he's looking good. We we spoke about uh, um, Gui in de- in defence. I think he's um, definitely the the best cheap defence defensive option at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, Konsa had a fantastic uh, uh, week last week, and uh, it might be a bit late to the party on that, but he's also he's also up there in terms of uh, his numbers. So yeah, some some guys to consider there. Interesting. That, that, that's brilliant. So yeah, look, um, 
it, it's going to be quite an interesting time now i think especially with the games turning around so you know uh, so quickly and with the you know you, you've got the festive fixtures where four game weeks in in 10 days or something crazy like that over there so look we'll come back in another two weeks time after these three game weeks are done and so that will be around the 20th where we'll release another episode for the next three game weeks taking us into the new year so yeah I, and then we'll be uh then we have would have crossed the halfway mark for the season as well and um so yeah i think very summary even if you don't want to listen to any of what we said earlier start getting some differentials and keep your brain strong and you should be sorted for the for the next uh, at least for the next few weeks because things change so fast so yeah look um craig that was awesome so we'll catch up in two weeks sounds good all the best cloud good luck out there yeah cheers everyone keep safe especially over the festive season and yeah we'll catch you in two weeks time cheers everyone <laughs>